But yeah, Raiden did nothing wrong. Yeah, there we go. I mean, like... That's how we're starting this? Really? <laughs> I mean, like, given the circumstances, she did do a lot of things wrong, but she definitely wasn't as culpable as it initially appeared. Only by our standards. And who are we to uh, criticize Eternity? I mean, this in this situation, we're the Traveler. A helpful, if um, unseemly vagrant, who's accompanied by a large, glowing, talking parrot. Yeah, I feel like the, the whole point of this game is that we inflict our values on others. I mean, oh. when it comes down to it, we are actually judge, jury, and executioner in a lot of situations. Also, we are actively, uh, was it, a counter-agent to the whole eternity thing, given our, the, the entire, what was it, the transients, like, our transient nature in general. Mm -hmm. Also, the whole vagrancy thing. Yeah, that's why we waltz on in there, and she's like, ooh, I don't like that. <laughs> My stack machine like does not like that. It's like seeing his stain on the floor, just like, oh, yuck. Disgusting! <laughs> Ugh, I'm just gonna let my answering machine deal with this. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't, given the option? Right. You think it's like a beeper situation where all she gets is like a ping that just says, like, hey, trouble? She gets like a... She gets, like, a written-up report like my Roomba does every time it finishes. It's like, we had three dust events, and I got stuck on the corners only twice. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, that's Good job. All right, okay, but wait. Do you think, though, that there are situations that the Raiden Shogun gets into where it does send that report of, like, caught on overhang? And, like, the oh, yeah. A has to come out and find it. In the beginning, it was so hard to get her to go down the stairs. Could definitely see that. I mean, that's what the extensive prototyping was for. Anyway, we're the Shade Chamber. Welcome to episode one, I think. <laughs> this ever sees the light of day. Yeah. yeah. We didn't even get to the intro before someone mentioned Real Dolph. <laughs> we're taking bets now on how long this is going to last. Mm-hmm. We want to talk about Genshin, um, just because it's really kind of surpassed our expectations, both, like, as a product and as a phenomenon, um, and we kind of want to just do, like, regular check-ins of, like, the state of where this, this movement is at, at like, as we go along, and we, we came up with the idea of doing it, like, twice a patch, basically, uh, at the end of each banner, so that we could have time to kind of like digest all the content and then like talk about what we did. But the thing is like you burn through it so fast and then you get into the grind that like, I wouldn't say stale, but we are a little ways removed enough that we're not like quite chomping at the bit to discuss stuff because it's kind of already been processed by us. But like for the sake of our posterity and anybody else who comes along, and listens to this, we'll uh, we'll try to just kind of we'll we'll go through our our vibe check for for two point one and and shit. Also, it's always really fun to dish on like uh on when you have a love hate relationship with a game. Yes, uh, Genshin oh, absolutely. Genshin just encourages a very strange relationship with itself. There's a lot Strange. to say about it, like, more than I thought there was really going to be. Like, when we got into, like, the fucking, uh, like, Dark Souls item descriptions, I was like, oh, I, like, played this game 
with the volume like mostly down listening to other videos on like youtube for the first huge chunk of like the amount of time i was playing it like i basically paid attention to the surface level story and i didn't realize like how deep a lot of the stuff ended up going with it yeah and it it wasn't really until inazuma that 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 kind of like those little easter eggs and the item descriptions and stuff really started paying off that's when i realized like oh this game is ambitious yeah, and I, I think that, like, especially 2.1 was really sort of the first instance in which a lot of those seeds planted early on really came to fruit. And, and we were waiting for Inazuma for a long time. Like, it was always, like, the meme, like, of, like, when's Inazuma happening? You know, because we knew that there was going to be a whole ass, like, new country added to the game. But, you know, until now, we didn't exactly have, like, a development time frame for what MiHoYo could put out and when. Like... We were playing it back on, like, Dragon Spine. We were like, I think Inazuma might be in, like, February. And then it was like, Inazuma won't be until April. <laughs> and here we yeah. are, you know, September 2021. Like, about, like, what, two months into it now at this point? Yeah. I, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, actually, why don't we go in order of who got in first and talk about, like, when we got in, what our play habits are kind of like maybe even like our spending habits for transparent like like what kind of genshin players are we at our point in time so yeah uh so i'll start um i'm break i am the drug dealer i saw an advertisement for genshin on a playstation achievement website said to myself i'm not going to play that then went to twitter saw Hey, the game is a little bit like a gotcha free-to-play Breath of the Wild. And I was saying, how the hell can you do that? That sounds impossible. Uh, I was rolling off of FGO. Um, so I, in the same day, discovered and downloaded the game, which also happened to be launch day. And then I started streaming it uh, just through PlayStation 4 onto Twitch, mostly for people in the Discord here. Um... So, uh, yeah, I, I was, uh, generally speaking, like, 100% free to play until about two weeks ago when I bought, uh, one of the battle passes, one of the Welkin Moons, and then the second battle pass. So, in total, at this time, I have spent $25 on the game, uh... We don't actually need to say the monetary number if we don't no, want we to. Did. We we definitely don't. <laughs> no, no, just no, like no, 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 what no. what bracket would you put yourself? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I would put myself as a tiny goldfish. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and um, uh, let's see. I got Venti like the very first day, so I've had Venti since day one. Je like uh, got Zhang Li and Albedo a little bit later. Uh, got Bennett and Zhang Ling up. Got Beto, who is more or less uh, the server's favorite character. Beto's the fucking best! More recently, uh, I have gotten Kazuha and Ayaka. Um, and they're both just fantastic. Uh, oh yeah, Jean was also in there as uh, one of the pity rolls while I was trying to get Child. Yeah, that's me. That's, that's, uh, that's kind of my play habit so far. Nice. Now, here's the question. Who's next? Because I honestly don't remember. I, think um, I believe... Actually, it, actually, Rad, it's, it's either Rad or uh, Wander. Hmm. I think I started playing, like, maybe, like, a week or two after it launched. Yeah, so definitely before me, then. Okay, yeah. so I guess that makes me the next one. Uh, I'm Rad. Um, 
I've had an on and off relationship with Genshin Impact for <laughs> a while. I I wander in, I play some, I roll some, I wander back out when I when my attention shifts elsewhere, uh, short attention span, that kind of thing. Uh, I probably rate as like a dolphin as far as my rolling habits go. Um, I wouldn't, I don't know if I quite qualify as a whale, but (laughs) we're not going to quibble about that detail in particular. We're not Um, here to shame. Let's see. Uh, I got Venti when his banner was out, uh, Around, around like what the beginning of the game um i think i i got zhang li when he like around when he dropped um and child uh i didn't roll for albedo because i wasn't playing at that time because i was i was off again <laughs> I, I was in an off again phase of the on again off again um i've uh Let's see, the last banners were, what was it, like, Kazuha Eka and, and then Ball, was it? Or... Yeah, Yoi Mia was in there, too. Oh, Yoi Mia, too. Okay, yeah. Oh, did you uh, get Yoi? I did get Yoi. Nice! Um, and, and Kazuha, and Aika, and the Raiden Shogun. <laughs> all them, all them Inazumers. Uh... Yeah, like honestly, I kind of just play this game when I when I feel like it, and sometimes I'm playing other games and I sort of like don't think about it, and then I end up coming back. Like I, I it was like I'm like contractually obligated to play this game now after I rolled Kasuha. So I mean, I've spent some time on it more more recently, but that's that's about it, I guess. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I'm Wander. I am an Umi Bozu. <laughs> God, bit bit of a monster, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, I too have rolled Kazuha and Ayaka and Yoimiya and Raiden Shogun, and most five stars except for I think just Klee at this point. Do you have Kuching? I do have Kuching. I yeah, I think that's the only five star I don't have is Klee, which honestly is probably for the best. <laughs> um. Yeah, my current team is Ganyu, my 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 one, my true, my love, uh, Child, Chi-Chi, and I kind of switch out the third one between uh, Xiao and Hu Tao, depending on which spear user I like more in that moment. Um, I have been playing since, yeah, I think it was like about a month after launch, or it was probably just pretty close after you, Rad, um, where I jumped in and i wasn't sure what to expect i'd seen uh you know break playing and we had a lot of fun discussing things like i remember you you telling me like yeah i think this guy might be the the wind god and just being like oh huh cool yeah back when i was still figuring out uh that having rolled venti but having not done the story yeah uh and that just kind of drew me in i really enjoyed it the gameplay was so much fun uh, even with like the the like early game characters that they give you for free, like Amber was a part of my OG team. I maxed out her friendship. She was on my team for so long. Aw, I like Amber. People we, don't give her enough credit. She tries. We, we respect Ambie in this house. Exactly. Everyone but Kaya. All the starters except Kaya. No one respects Kaya. <laughs> Very good mechanically. Uh, 
I, just a huge douchebag. Exactly. Yeah. Is I also a rat. here in the in the I'm okay with Kaya corner. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, that's okay. That's yeah. fair. Yes. Um, but yeah, so my, I I guess just I played the game mostly the way Break did for a long period of time, which was just kind of play through the story, like half paying attention, not really too focused. Because once you get past a certain point, it's kind of obvious that like it's it's pretty tropey. Like you're able to follow it pretty easily. And then once we started getting the new stuff. Uh, in these last couple patches is when I got drawn more into the world and the storytelling. And that's uh, kind of what got us to lead to all these discussions about what's going on that ultimately led to this. Yeah. So that's my story. Nice. I suppose I'd be up next then, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm Jer, your boy. Um, and I would say that I probably on terms of the spending habits, qualify as a narwhal, which is to say I only wail for child. Hell yeah! <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah, so I actually joined the game uh, during his banner because, uh, well, I mean, at least one of the components was it sounded like he had um, interesting gameplay, at least for what I understood of the game. Um, I didn't really play Breath of the Wild, um, but the game... Uh, did look like a lot of fun. So um, I, like Break, kind of had previous experience in Gotcha and FGO. And to that end, I actually kind of wasn't super enthusiastic about Genshin just because the prospect of like another Gotcha game is kind of a hard sell for me. Um, but then actually after getting in and really like being able to get a feel for the game mechanically and in terms of the exploration, I did enjoy it quite a bit and ended up sort of powering through the story and then very rapidly, like, essentially becoming current with it. Um, it took me a long time to get a five-star that I was actually satisfied with. I think for most of my early game, I ended up running, uh, I think it was a Changyun Beidou team before I ended up getting a fir my first five-star in uh, Diluc, who will occasionally be referred to as Ladakh. Um just in case anyone is wondering who we're talking about when we say Leduc. Um, and then he, and then eventually Albedo sort of became like the central people I used to um, go through most of the Mondstadt and Liyue story. Um, and then after getting really current on it, it was just kind of being uh, strung along through uh, event to event as the game updated all the way through the most recent Inazuma patch which I think was really sort of the most comp instance, sorry, the most obvious instance in which it really felt like there was a comprehensive sort of jump in quality in terms of uh, storytelling as well as sort of not being as tropey or play it by the numbers um, as Wander sort of alluded to earlier. But yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm I'm the baby of the group. I am. My name is Beef, Beefy. Um, I held out. Um, also, like I've dipped my toes into Gotcha. I've dipped my toes into Breath of the Wild, and basically just like avoided Genshin like the plague until the plague came for me. Uh, I got into it. My first banner was Ayaka's banner, and I fucking marathoned it. <laughs> so. 
I have been pretty much playing Genshin nonstop since late July. Um, and that's when there was kind of enough to do that. So very different experience being on the other end of all that stuff and not really like caring about having things spoiled until Inazuma. Um, I would say I'm a low spender. I'm definitely BP Wavelkin. Um, did get Ball's weapon as well. Not proud of that, but I'm also proud of that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Team-wise, I'm still kind of dancing with the ones that brought me after the uh, starter characters I ended up running most of the game with. Uh, Yenfei, Ningguang, Beidou, and Jean. And now kind of swapping in and out at my leisure is my Raiden Shogun. Um, yeah, I kind of had the same, like... Um, like misgivings honestly about Genshin until like the very recent chapters where it's like okay it's it's anime it's tropey it's it's da 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 it's Breath of the Wild you know it like it wears its homages on its sleeve but it's like oh that's not necessarily a bad thing and then I end up liking this game more than I liked Breath of the Wild and I'm like I'm a monster but also they're doing interesting things <laughs> and then and then Inazuma was the point where it all kind of culminated into like this is a game worth like chronicling and here we are which i think yeah is just kind of a good intro into why are we doing this now which yeah. is because this is the point at which things are interesting enough to talk about really yeah frankly like like sorry but like the story until then was kind of slapdash like at the best like stuff was getting set up but not really paying off uh, you know the mechanics hadn't really been expanded upon like especially in terms of like the like the world mechanics were still like you know you could tell like inazuma came about after they had a chance to get some feedback from players and you can tell yeah the, the stories in inazuma are just so much more like intertwined and sort of internally consistent in which in a way that gives the region like a really strong identity um it's really obvious that they sort of took notes from Liyue and Mondstadt and what people really responded to um, as they traveled through those regions. Moreover, I think that something really important about the whole of Inazuma is that the conflict is really tangible, driven, and makes for a good story. Which, right. it was a little more esoteric, a little more nebulous during the Mondstadt and Liyue chapters. Monstat, yeah. for the most part, we kind of like, you know, it was it, like Monstat's fine, but it is very much like the Green Hill Zone of the whole setting, where you for know sure. you have like you know big grassy plains and stuff, and it just kind of looks like, uh, sort of. I mean, like you know, when it comes down to it, really a discount high roll. You know, you're not really getting anything like you know like super crunchy out of it. Uh, leeway making it in there like leeway is like a uh, setting was beautiful and i love the uh mountains and just generally like what all the sight lines look like the plot itself kind of driven off of a lot of like esoteric spirituality and contract based sort of uh legal um yeah but even then like they built up this conflict saying it was like it was between the people of Liyue and, like, their old gods who were kind of falling out of favor. But, like, n there were never any explicit threats made. There was no, like, understanding from the audience end of, like, what this conflict 
actually was. Yeah, and like, yeah. It, was, it was very externalized with, like, the Fatui, like, once again kind of stepping in and taking a villainous role. But the themes itself, you know, like Wander was saying just now, really weren't expanded on in any sort of way that's really, yeah. I think, were going for what they were trying to go for. Yeah, and to that end, like, you would have the odd side quest that sort of played into, like, maybe some of the history of the world, but barring the odd character quest, which is, say, like, mostly Zhongli's Act 1, a, a lot of Li Wei's actual side quests had sort of very little to do with the broader conflict between, or at least the nominal conflict between sort of the Adepti and the people living within Li Wei Harbor. Yeah. Um, like, it, it felt like they were in Liyue, they were trying to, like, onboard us to all these different, like, world-building concepts so much that they, that, like, we couldn't really be compelled by what was going on. And, like, I feel like Liyue, like, looks better in hindsight when, like, like at the very end with, with Zhongli and Signora as they kind of talk about what happened. But, like, the entire time we're going through that mission, I was just like, why are we doing this? What's happening? And you spend most of your time, like, away from the pivotal moments. Like, you're you're fucking around with Zhongli, you know, as he bridezillas his own funeral. <laughs> Zhongli bridezillas his own funeral. You have to hang out with the obvious traitor character as you just yeah. sort of, like, listen to him BS you for several hours. There's something with the ballista you gotta do. Um, there's a lot of talking animals that yell at you over nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who are apparently yeah. a major threat to the people of Leeway, and yet that is never expressed. It's kind Like, we of, never yeah. see that. You're wanted for all of five minutes, and then as soon as you leave the city and come back, it's like, oh, they just swept that under the rug, apparently. Yeah, you, you beat up a lot of cops, and then you get to hang out with the president. The Leeway arc was a little bit like being... I think that it was a little bit like a Shansha plot, but I probably butcher that horribly. Sorry. Um, no, no, no. But like uh, from the outside, because you're not like the chosen one necessarily. You're just kind of there for the ride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, in hindsight, it kind of reminds me of like the frozen world of Kingdom Hearts 3, where it's like all the events happen and you're not there for them. You just kind of see their aftermaths. And it's just not very. It's not very satisfying. Yeah. Complete with a with a rousing rendition of Let It Go. With the yeah, just let me go, difference. let me go. Run your city by yourself. Basically. That's but we're not here to talk about that, because that's not why we made a Genshin podcast. We made a Genshin podcast because the stuff you're doing recently is pretty interesting. We made yeah. a podcast for one reason. Raiden Shogun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Indeed.